Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I'm your host, John June. It is Wednesday, September 21st. I got my guy, Greg Penniman, with me. Greg, yes, sir, how we doing today, brother? Doing all right, doing all right, man. You know, about to see some of his history, hopefully. My man Aaron Judge about to get this 61st home run, maybe 62 in the same night. You never know. I know uh, these these football fans out here, definitely some uh, Yankee fans, Giant fans, Yankee fans, Jets fans. Uh, yeah, hopefully not some Mets fans out there, but yeah, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I, you definitely got you know, Mets fans out there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you definitely got some like so- Red Sox fans. I mean, I'm not in the baseball. True. I don't really, that's I don't true. really. That. I do one sport. That's it. It's football. <laughs> Outside of that, it's like I might get googly eyed over John Morant, but that's about it for me. Like football is as far as it goes. So it sounds like you're speaking another language to me right now, bro. <laughs> but the man Aaron Judge. I mean, you you know about him though. That's all you need to know. I mean, yeah, I may have placed right a few majors for... on him hitting a home runner here or there. There you go. There you go. Um, I don't think any of them have ever hit, though, actually. So, oh man, well, if you did it 60 (laughs) times this year on the right night, you'd be a rich man. On the right night, on the right night would be tomorrow because that's Thursday night football, right? Thursday starts pretty much like the football week, you know. Um, and we get Thursday night football as the Cleveland Browns face the Pittsburgh Steelers. But before we get into any of that, you know, I we got to talk about our streams of the week. So let's jump right into it, Greg. You know, it's our Wednesday show. We always do streams of the week. We always break down Thursday night football. And today, if we have a little bit of time, I know Greg has to go run and catch this Yankees game. So we, I might, I might, I might do this part solo, but want to do a little panic room, right? Talk about some guys that we drafted and you know, what, what, what could we, whether we want to, whether we, it's time to panic basically. Right. So let's jump into streams of the week. Greg, your quarterback stream of the week this week. Who is it? I'm going with this is uh definitely a name. You know, I'm not usually confident, but I think he's, you know, doing pretty well. Got he's got his teammates involved. Derek Goff, 36% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. He's got this matchup against Minnesota. Uh Minnesota who just got lit up by the Eagles uh in that first half, especially. Uh, I think, you know, the Eagles let down the gas a little bit, but there's a lot of big plays to be had from some playmakers. And the one thing Detroit has definitely on the on the skill position is some playmakers with DeAndre Swift. He's feeling a little better. Uh, TJ Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff is going to get it to them. He threw for 256 last week, four passing touchdowns. He's got six again uh, total in the season. So I think it's a good looking another good two touchdown day. Yeah, Jared Goff is definitely somebody that was on my list. I mean, you know, we we talk about all his weapons, like you mentioned, we, we got to like, we got to like Jared Goff, you know, rostered in 36% of leagues, like you said. Uh, my quarterback stream of the week this week is actually going to be Marcus Mariota. He's 14% rostered. Um, he is the quarterback 13 through two weeks in fantasy points per game uh, against Seattle, who's allowed the 13th most fantasy points per game through two weeks. He's got good skill players around him, similar to you know what you said. You know we we all we all want to play Drake London right now. Uh, everybody's obviously upset about Kyle Pitts and and you know drafted him highly. 
And then Cordero Patterson, you know, is doing things out of the backfield. So Mariota, he's got the weapons, but there's also another component. He gets it done with his legs. Um, you know, he's third at the position right now in both rushing attempts and rushing yards. And I, I love him this week against Seattle, and I actually like him rest of season. My only question is whether he can hold that job for all season long because they do have a rookie in Desmond Ritter who, again, if they go that route, and I'm I'm rostering or streaming Mariota for multiple weeks, I'll go that route with them because Desmond Ritter has a very similar skill set to Marcus Mariota. But, Greg, your tight end stream of the week this week, what do you got? Going with Irv Smith Jr., you just saw him Monday night, so a lot of people got to see him. Got eight targets, five for 36, and I got a, a touchdown. Uh, not surprised by the dud in week one. You know, he was coming off that injury. Uh, there are already reports of him being eased back into the offense, but a great bounce back in week two. Got the Detroit matchup, which I'm attacking that that game again. Uh, and we know Detroit's defense hasn't improved as well. Uh, that's why Jared Goff is in a lot of these shootouts. So that plays into it. And Irv Smith Jr. should definitely get opportunities in this one, close to six targets. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I mean, Irv Smith is definitely a nice bounce back candidate. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who, again, playing in Minnesota. And I like the stack you got here between your, uh, your tight end and your quarterback streams of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram as my tight end stream of the week. He's 23% rostered uh, going up against the the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, if you don't know, Evan Ingram plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars now. Um, he's he's 12 at the position uh, in targets with an average of six per game. The, the Chargers played both Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. We got kind of a mixed bag in terms of the results there. Uh, you know, they gave it up to Waller a little bit, but they shut down Travis Kelsey. That, me, to me, maybe signals some somewhat of a game planning type deal uh, where they game planned maybe for Devontae Adams and, you know, Devontae, uh, Darren Waller was able to do his thing versus the Chiefs. They game plan to stop uh, Travis Kelsey. So I think Evan Ingram is is a fine play here as a streaming, you know, a streaming option. They're expected to be down. Jacksonville is. Uh, and, you know, obviously we don't know what Herbert's situation is, but when you're playing that offense, you got to have to be able to put up points, and he should help uh, as he's third on the team with a 17.6% target share. So like Evan Ingram as a streaming option this week. Yeah, definitely like that. And, I mean, new uniform, you know, you start getting that rhythm, apparently. <laughs> I, if only the new uniform came with new hands. <laughs> Greg, you're – uh, your defensive stream of the week this week. I'm going with the Chicago Bears. They're 28% rostered, which shot up this week, uh, mainly because of the matchup. They got Houston this week, uh, one of the bottom worst offenses in the league. Um, so they're definitely an opportunity for them, a team that has five sacks, total sacks on the on the year, a uh, couple picks on the year as well, uh, picking in week one, um, able to create turnovers and should be able to continue to get some sacks uh, on this offense. Yeah, I, I like that one. I think we, we're both targeting the same game here because my defensive stream of the week is the Houston Texans. Uh, and this one is really about Justin Fields here. I mean, no starting quarterback has been sacked at a higher rate than Justin Fields has this season through two weeks, and he's been sacked over 15% of his dropbacks. So uh, the Texans, who are slightly below average in, in, you know, slightly below average in sack rate, but they're middle of the pack in pressure rate. So I think those some of those pressures become sacks this weekend um, and potentially, you know, even lead to some some turnovers. So uh, 
yeah, Houston's widely available, 2% rostered. They're one that I went and uh, my first target was to try to get Philly in, in some of my leagues. If I couldn't get Philly, because uh, they play Washington this week, um, if I couldn't get Philly, then I, I was going right after Houston. They were the next best option for me. Yeah, seems like, you know, this week might be about attacking those those matchups in certain games for sure. Definitely. Got the two and weeks now, of data. You, you said what? Two weeks got of data, right? Got the two <laughs> weeks of data. I'm doing You hear me? I'm out here talking about target shit. I'm trying to do what I can with what I got, bro. Yep. Uh, Thursday night football preview. We gave you a, the trailer, right? If you listened on Monday in the recap, we, you know, we pretty much broke, gave a pretty good synopsis <laughs> to the game. We broke it down. You got to go back and listen to that if, if you haven't. But um, no, all jokes aside, we're here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, the one and one Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland to take on the one and one Cleveland Browns. This game has a 38 and a half point total where the Cleveland Browns are four and a half point home favorites. Greg, in terms of injuries, I should tell you, the weather is okay because it is AFC North. You got to be concerned about that part. In fact, but it's September, so we're okay. Um, but in terms of injuries for the Browns, Javian Clowney, he's the defensive end. He's out with an ankle. Uh, defensive end, Chase Winovich, he's on IR with a hamstring or was placed on IR with a hamstring. And then tight end, Jesse James, was placed on IR with a biceps injury. Uh, for Pittsburgh, no new no new additions to the injury report, which means, uh, you know, there was no one on the injury report, which means that uh, Najee Harris is not on the injury report for that ankle that limited him. So it looks like he's completely – I mean, he played, he was healthy, looked healthy, so it looks like he's ready to go and not a concern anymore. Greg, what do you have in terms of this matchup? I'm going to go – Take the under still, even with the 30 and a half under. <laughs> I'm gonna still go with the under. Take the Steelers to cover, but I'm gonna take Cleveland to win. Uh, field goal game here. Um, as far as the game analysis on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris is a volume base like high in RB2. Uh, I think him being healthy is a great sign, not him being on the injury report. So, I uh, expect them to get close to 20 touches opportunities, and that's what you want. Uh, hopefully, they can get maybe an opportunity in the red zone. And he gets that touchdown, uh, for sure bump that day uh, as far as the receivers the only one i'm willing to play is deontay johnson as a, a solid wide receiver three uh and that's it oh and pat Fryer actually he's actually been the the high level of this team you know doing with uh being just a, a, a consistent tight end one the last two weeks so that's good from him and then from on the cleveland side running backs and that's that's it nick chubb and kareem hunt nick chubb is a rb1 kareem hunt is a rb2 in my opinion amari cooper i think can this has flex value, definitely with that performance last week. Um, I think you can make the argument for him to be flex, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the under here, taking Pittsburgh to cover, taking Pittsburgh to win. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I just – Mike Tomlin, Thursday night game, AFC North, like, I don't know. It's just, I feel it. I feel it feels like – yeah. <laughs> it just feels like tangible data to me. I don't know. Uh, on the Cleveland side, Nick Chubb, he's an RB1. Uh, like you said, Kareem Hunt and RB2. I'm with you on the Amari Cooper as well. I mean, with what he did last week. I mean, just listening to the broadcast, I think I forget who the announcer was, but uh, they said that Jacoby Brissett said after watching the film from week one, like, oh, you're that open? Like, I got to start looking here <laughs> way more. So, and that led to like 11 targets. Uh, and, and look what that look what that did. So, Amari Cooper, I think he's a wide receiver, you know, two, three, you know, flex option. 
Um, on the Pittsburgh side, uh, Najee, like you said, I think he's vaunt- he, he's an RB2, right? Right, Like range of outcomes is, you know, I feel like the median outcome is an RB2, but he's on volume. He could definitely make it to RB1, uh, you know, an RB1 finish. Deontay Johnson, you know, he's a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Uh, and Pat Frymuth is a tight end one. And words I never thought I'd say, I miss Big Ben. <laughs> Start George Pickett. Uh, I mean, they could do Kenny Pickett. You just Kenny combine Pickett. like George. Yeah, Pickett. no. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be what would happen if they, you know, played each other. Oh, if they played, played each other. If they played yeah. with each other. It'd be like <laughs> Kenny Pickett's. Yeah, something like that. We'll work on it. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I have something for that. <laughs> oh, Steph. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> Greg, do you have a bold prediction for the people? <laughs> KD York will be the MVP of this game. He will have. <laughs> he will have. Mm, three plus so goals. He's the start of the week for kickers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold prediction. Of the week. Yo, I like that because did you just come up with that on the spot? You look like you did. Yeah, so sort of. And I saw Cleveland was winning. I have KD York in Dynasty. I have KD York in another okay. league, two leagues. I, have been, so. I swear, I mean, Greg, I sat down yesterday. I tried to do my show notes and I was like, I got to bold predictions. I was like, I don't have a clue. <laughs> like, I don't have a clue. And so that, I'm I'm actually just jealous because that was a really good one. But you're but you, I'm a piggyback off of that, not per like you know you just you just you open the door for me. Um, I think there will be a special teams touchdown in this game. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if a month putt, something, quick yeah. return, pump return, anything, yeah, something, anything. Yeah, <laughs> I like Kate York fake field goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, uh, Greg, do you have some time to do the panic room? Yeah, we can do some panic room. Okay, yeah. we'll do some yeah. panic room. So just the idea, we're going to talk, we're just going to bring up a player, uh, and we're just going to ask if we need to bring said player mm-hmm. into the panic room with us, right? Are we are we that concerned about their well-being that they need to come into the panic room with us? Because we're not we're not professional athletes, Greg, so we, we definitely need to go in the panic room. Um. But some of these other guys, they could be out here on their own, just chilling and, you know, not a concern. So, uh, first yeah, we guy. Take, we take them to, like, the, the rehab room and then you just <laughs> get them through. We push them through. <laughs> push them through. <laughs> uh, first guy on the list, I'm, a, I'm just bringing guys up that were highly drafted, right? Okay. Like we spent some draft capital on them, and I'm just. You're going to see where they're finishing, where they are right now through two weeks. And we're just oh, going to yeah. decide whether it's time to panic. So, first guy, someone is going to be on this. First guy I'm going to bring up is Russell Wilson. He's currently the quarterback 19 through two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I ask you, Greg, is Russell Wilson going into the panic room with you? I, I don't think so. I, you know, I think. Um... I was actually talking about a lot of Russell Wilson this week with other people because they have him in their leagues. And uh, historically, if you really look at his games or just remembering, like he was always a slow starter uh, and he was, you know, be able to gain chemistry, a new team. And it's not going to be right away uh, that a team is going to just come in and 
they're going to mess with their receivers and everything in the system. I think you know, he's has good attempt numbers, uh, 42 in the first game, 31 in the second game. I think it's going to lead to success, uh, and he's going to still he's going to get many QB one weeks uh, with his matchups, even getting better. Yeah, I, I I agree with that as well. Russell Wilson is just, I mean, obviously he's 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 not it's not like an older player, right? He's still, you know, in his quarterback prime. Um, he has transitioned to a new team. I think the team as a whole, right? Like this isn't just like Russell Wilson. Oh, this is Russell Wilson on a new team for the first time. Like this is really just like a new team, right? Like like Nathaniel yeah. Hackett's coming in as a, a first time head coach. Um, you know, trading, making the trade to get Russell Wilson over here. Um, you know, so there's a lot of gelling that has to take place here. And so I think, you know, if Jerry Judy was out broken collarbone, I probably would would have like a like more concern and like be, you know, more willing to hit that panic button. But, um, you know, I, like if he's coming back healthy, then I, that just gives me more more optimism that this thing is going to turn around eventually. Yeah, they got the Niners this week. Uh, Bronc. They have the Raiders next week. Then the Colts. Then the Chargers. Then the Jets. Then the Jaguars. Like they have a pretty favorable schedule coming up uh, as far as games that could be shootouts and just bad defenses in general. So the question is, like, what are you doing, with Russell Wilson, right now? Are you going to wait it out? Are you going to play him each week? Or are you going to look for other options? Like, would you look to you know potentially you know stream the position for a couple weeks until? You see Russell Wilson do it, or are you just gonna take the shot on him? Yeah, it definitely depends on the the league and your personnel, I guess. Uh, I have I had Russell Wilson, and we have like Kirk Cousins in the league. Uh, depending on the matchup, I you know I play Kirk Cousins. If you know, as long as it's not primetime Kirk, I'm good to fire up uh, Kirk for a play uh, a game. Um, but I think he's gonna bounce back pretty soon. If not, the 49ers week because they just have a good great D line. Uh, week four against the Raiders, I think he tees off. Yeah, I, I definitely could see, you know, being in leagues this week where I, I'll have Russell Wilson take a seat this week. And then, you know, like you said, if I have a Kirk Cousins or, uh, you know, somebody I feel confident in, then I then I pull that trigger. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to another guy. Uh, again, these next two guys carry some some heavy name weight, but they might carry some dead weight on your roster. That's up to you to figure out, Greg. First one is Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, 29. Mm. Ooh, are you hitting the panic button on Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he's coming in. He's coming on into the, the panic room. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is our QB bust of the year, isn't it? I believe he was my QB bust of the year. I, I mean, yeah. preseason – prognostication is so far away so far away it feels like right now <laughs> but yeah i think I, yeah aaron Rodgers is my bust of the year like i mean i think he could probably finish within the top 20 uh probably 15 is his uh max but uh if you're trying to if you see him i can't see him as a qb1 right now uh which is where he was being drafted from as uh but i think he's going to still have some qb some rare qb1 weeks and then have uh be mostly like a top 15, 16 quarterback to me. Uh, as far as the receivers, he doesn't really have that punch, and I think they might rely on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon a little more. Yeah, I could totally see them relying on that run game and those running backs a little bit more. I mean, you know, just unless they make a trade, right? Like, is that's the other yeah. thing that could happen, Yeah, right? Like, we, we could not foresee, like, right? Like, if they go out and they get a Kenny Galladay from the Giants, right? Like, or if they, or if they 
you know, they sign an Odell Beckham, right? Like if those things happen, then, you know, maybe I could see the light at the end of the tunnel for Aaron Rodgers. But to me, he's like, he's still so good that he can take advantage in a bad matchup. Like you give him a matchup that's just like cake and he's, you know, he'll just eat it up. Right. But like, if you put him, I'm like, he's not the Aaron Rodgers. We're like, you know, we're going to start him against like the San Fran's of the world. Just like, yeah. Like, like, like those days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those days are done. Nah, nah. Yeah. Good D lines. Like with this O line is not as strong and doesn't have the receivers. Like there's going to be a lot of cover sacks too. So yeah, yeah. man, you don't want that. Uh, the next guy on this list. First time, well, I guess it's not true. I'm just gonna keep that to myself. Tom Brady, the quarterback, thirty. Whew. Um, is he going into the panic room? Ah, that's tough. I don't. I can't see myself really right now taking Brady to the panic room. I'm gonna need to give him to like he he earned the respect to get it to at least week four or five for that. But I I think he's. You know, you got to look at his matchup a little bit too now. Uh, just with Chris Godwin being, I think with him coming back, he's going to bounce back. And then with Mike Evans getting healthier, he's also going to, you know, just feed off of that. But I think you got to look at your schedule right now and see what he's yeah, having I mean, Packers this week. Yeah, Chiefs Packers, next week. Chiefs, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Baltimore, the Rams. Yeah. I mean, that's like – I don't know. There's some games in there where I'm like, do I want to play him against Pittsburgh? Like, if TJ Watt comes back, like, do I want him playing him against the Rams and Aaron Donald? Do I want to play him against Seattle? I mean, maybe that one I don't care. Maybe I'll play him against Seattle. But I just can't. I mean, I just feel like at the end of the day, he's still going to finish like UB 12 or 11 or something like that. I mean, I don't know how he's ever if you've ever if he's ever started this this low through two weeks. So it's gonna be. I mean, the other thing that's kind of scary, and I I didn't I just realized I never answered the question. I'm not taking Brady to the panic room just because. Tom Brady, man. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, like it's Tom, He's like, earned that. He's earned that. He's, he's earned that. it. Like <laughs> now, it's Tom Brady. I'm not gonna. He doesn't have like Russell Wilson, right? Like he has that those legs and those that upside. Where it's like, oh, maybe he'll run for a few yards, maybe he'll run for a touchdown. Like I'm, like Brady doesn't have that, so like I'm, like it has to be, That's maybe Kansas run. City Sunday Night Football against Kansas City is like the first time I'll be really willing to play him, like without like because Green Bay cool. like this week, maybe I'd rather play somebody else, right? No Mike Evans, potentially no Chris Godwin, Julio still banged up, right? Like do I? I don't want to. I don't want to play Tom Brady this week. I'll, maybe I'll play Russell Gage. You know, I'll play, I'll, I'll, you know, smash Leonard Fournette, like in, in DFS lineups, whatever, right? But, like, I'm not going to be convinced that I want to play Tom Brady this week. Um, All right. We're on the same page on that one. This next guy here is a running back, probably drafted in the top five, but definitely top three in some PPR leagues. But currently the RB14, talking about our guy, Austin Eckler. Is he going into the panic room with you, Greg? No, I don't think so. I think he's – I mean, one, he's RB14. That's still borderline RB1. I but feel you like... didn't draft him at RB3. Oh, no, yeah. You RB want to see... 
Right, right. The first two weeks, two weeks, very still small <laughs> sample size. He improved from week one. That's you like to see that as far as his target share and stuff like that. Granting no Keenan Allen, but I mean it's still an improvement from week one. Uh it'd be better if he still no Keenan Allen. He didn't get any targets still. So I, I'm not I'm not too worried about Eckler. Uh, I think he's still um the carries number may be a little bit concerning. I think, you know, he won't be getting, you know, close to that 15 carries, uh, which an RB1 usually does get, a high in RB1, uh, 15 to 20 carries. But, yeah, I still see him as a borderline RB1 right now. Well, mid-tier RB1 right now, and he's he's healthy. So I, I still – that's all I'm asking for for <laughs> a running back these days. Uh, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler. I love you, man. <laughs> you got to go. You said what? I don't have any shares of Austin Eckler, so I don't feel it. Yeah, I mean, do I have any shares? I have to think about that. But um, he the thing about the thing about it is that, like you said, you know, passing volume was great last week, but there was no Keenan Allen. He'll he'll get involved that way. My concern is two things. The, the, the Chargers have always, for like three, four years, have tried to find a running back that they could pair with Austin Eckler to, to be a to be a tandem. And they try with Joshua, they try with Justin Jackson, it didn't work. They try with Joshua Kelly, it didn't work. They try with Larry Roundtree. It didn't work. And but now Joshua Kelly is better at football than he has been at any point through his career. And they have Sony Michelle. And they actually use them. So like <laughs> so that part is something that we've never seen. Well, not never seen. Obviously, that's how Austin Eckler's career started, but that's not what we've seen from Austin Eckler, who finished the RB3 last year. The Chargers, we told you, we're trying to find somebody that, that can run with them. We're trying to some, find somebody that can make this a two-person backfield. But they could just never find them. So they just said, all right, Eckler, we'll give you all the work. And now, on top of that, my man, just looking, Sony Michelle has 50% of the carries inside the 20. Austin Eckler has 33%. Joshua Kelly, Joshua Kelly, seventeen. Uh, Sony Michelle has a hundred percent of the carries inside the ten, and a hundred percent of carries inside the five. Austin Eckler doesn't have those, and Austin Eckler scored twenty touchdowns last year. So, I get what you're saying. He's going to be an RB one, totally. But if you spent the number three pick on Austin Eckler, you are yeah, you're stressed right now. Right now, stressed. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, moving on to another running back that's probably got people stressed, and I know Greg, you can speak to this because you have him in our league of extraordinary people. He was drafted as a bounce back candidate. You know, we all we all told the story about how last year was an anomaly, and he'll make it. He'll he'll do it this year. The offense will be good. You know, he'll have his role. But Ezekiel Elliott is currently the RB fifty in fantasy points per game. Are you hitting the panic button on Zeke, Greg? 
Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no there's no way around it. This is probably the easiest one of the night. One, like, he's he's a he's he's a bench, not candidate, he's a bench player right now. Like, you can make an argument to put a lot of RBs to, to start over him, uh, no matter no matter the matchup. Um, and you didn't draft him as that. You definitely draft him as a bona fide starter. You draft him as your, your RB2. Like, some probably may have been if you went like zero R, R, you know, zero RB, you probably got him as your wide receiver. I mean, your RB1 or something like that. Or, uh, yeah, as your RB1. So it's tough. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, there's really no way around it. For yeah. Example, Tony Pollard is getting usage every week. Uh, they don't have Dak. Offense isn't as good. Uh, he, you know, depends on touchdowns. And he's not like a strong in the receiving game. So PPR is going to be rough. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm with you on that one as well. Uh, you, you definitely have to put him in a panic room, but there's nothing you can do about it, right? Like it's yeah. We talked about this the other day. You can't sell them because you're just gonna sell low, and I'm not buying them because a I don't know what the offensive line is gonna look like when 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 Dak gets back. I don't know what the offense is gonna look like when Dak gets back, and what if Dak gets re-injured or is ineffective like Russell Wilson was when he came back through too early from the same injury. So, um. All right, we'll. I had two wide receivers on here, but we're not. We're, we're going to skip it because there's just one person that we really need to talk about. And I know my man Greg has to go see this. Aaron, Aaron Judge hits the 61st home run. So, last one is Kyle Pitts, currently the tight end 35 in points per game. Greg, where are you at? Are you hitting this? Are you? Is he going to the panic room? You hitting this panic button? What's well, I'm, I'm I'm definitely walking him back and forth. Like you know, I need to definitely see because uh, he was drafted as a, a top three, top four tight end, and you know, that's you know the guy. If you're drafting a top tight end, you're you're taking him over a lot of players that you can for tight end as a group, and then you just wait. So I, I need Kalfas to prove me that he's not in the you know the wait group. Uh, but I'm not gonna panic quite yet. I'm gonna give him more time uh at, at least one one or two more weeks i think the schedule gets better because of the schedule mainly uh frees up it gets a little easier um but yeah i need to see the target share there uh for sure um for me i'm definitely definitely walking them back and forth strolling strolling giving them a stern talking yeah, to yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not gonna put him in the panic room because if you listen the last two weeks i said right here when we broke down the games which again we'll do again tomorrow all the 1 p.m. games, and we'll, we'll do again on Saturday when we break down the remaining slate of games. But when we broke down those first two weeks, I, I said both times, I, I'm expecting a down week from Kyle Pitts. And I said it last week that this is going to be the week where we get to buy Kyle Pitts. Um, so I'm not panicking. I know people are, but if I expected this to happen through two weeks. So I'm not, I'm right, I'm exactly where we thought we'd be. So uh let's just say I think this week we get a we get a turnaround. So all right, that that's it. We're gonna close it out. Um Greg's gotta go see Aaron Judge and and I gotta go live my life. So we're just gonna we're gonna close the show and we we will catch y'all tomorrow uh when we break down the 1 p.m. games. So have a good one, everybody. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. We out.